0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: 25 minutes before the hour of 8 o'clock on a Colts Victory Monday. Been a while since we've been able to say that. Jake Query, Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykedon here as well. It's Kevin and Query. You know, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Kevin, story of the game yesterday, there were a lot of them. The return of Matt Ryan would be one. But I'll tell you what, the way that offensive line played would be probably the biggest storyline for the Colts.
2: Yeah, I thought you supported Matt Ryan um, and really supported the quarterback position, um, which you haven't done enough this season. Uh, Joe Wrights is with us here. Was told that Joe Wrights is only coming on because he heard that if you show up on this show on Mondays and you're a guest, then you get the NFL head coaching gig the next week
0: yeah exactly good morning gentlemen are you going to leave uh, your cyo I,
2: job and take an nfl job next week
0: well you know i've never been one to toot my own horn but i'll toot the horn of the uh, eight and oh third grade our lady mount carmel raiders who ran <laughs> through the cyo this year and so with that i'm just wondering so this is jeff's spot right am i stepping in for jeff who you are on to greener past wow I next, feel honored next this man morning. up i feel honored this morning hey Sat was a great teammate to me and you know, it was a good couple of years we had, so obviously super excited for him, super excited for the team, the fans, everybody. It, it was just a different Colts team that I think everybody saw and felt, you know, last Sunday afternoon.
2: Let's go back to a week ago Monday, Joe, and I'm just curious your initial reaction to how everything unfolded from the firing of Frank Reich off of, again, the war, one of the, if not the worst offensive performances in franchise history, and then the Jeff Saturday news um, what were your initial thoughts a week ago?
0: I was not shocked, but surprised Frank got let go, but also felt like, you know, something had to happen after that New England game. and It had been a steady fall and it just really got ugly there Sunday afternoon. And sometimes there's defining moments like that game that really you have to trigger a switch. Now I was shocked that Jeff uh, was hired from the job and, you know, there was a lot of talk, some good, some bad, all over the place about him. But bottom line, You know, Jeff Saturday, and and just like him, I was in an NFL locker room for nine years. I was, you know, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Peyton Manning and Saturday and all these great coaches. Jeff is a unique leader of men. And so from that aspect, I didn't have any worry about him coming in, being able to take hold of the locker room because one, he has instant credibility because he sat in their shoes. He wasn't some first round, you know, primo five-star guy. He was undrafted guy that worked his way to a, you know, Hall of Fame type career and six-time Pro Bowler so. I knew he'd have instant credibility with the players. I also knew he would have credibility because if I'm a player and a coach gets let go midseason, guess what I'm thinking? I better get my stuff together or I'm going to be out on the street. And I think we saw players respond that way. I thought that overall we played the hardest as a team we played since the Chiefs game. And there were some guys that I thought played harder and not by a little bit, by a lot, than they had all year. And I think that's a product, one, of Jeff's leadership, but two, also the unique situation that – hey, kind of everybody's on watch. But, again, I thought he did a a tremendous job. I think it was fun to see the team play with an energy, a juice, a passion they necessarily haven't had. And I also thought we were physical. And you go back to the offensive line, we ran for 200-plus. That was the most physical the offensive line has played all year, which obviously I love to see.
1: Joe, in terms of the offensive line and what seemingly was a magic wand from last week or last month, to yesterday is there a centerpiece is there a player is there a cog in that wheel that was the difference yesterday where you were able to look at it as somebody who played in the league on the line and say that right there is the piece that because it's playing well everything else is falling into line
0: I don't think there was one thing I think there's really three things Jake and, and what I saw is one I think you've solidified the right guard with Will Fries. I thought he played really well yesterday. I thought he's done well all year. It seems like him and Braden Smith, they're together. They're both similar size guys, length guys. Seems like they play well. That first third down of the game, you know, the Raiders ran a TE, a tackle end stunt that against New England before, they basically got two sacks on that same exact stunt. They passed it off seamlessly. They seem to be playing well, and I think Will Fries will only get better. Again, it's only his, you know, really third start and as a second-year player. So I think that's one, and then Ryman on the left side, too. I think, two, they played as physical as they played all year. And I think, honestly, it's probably when your head coach is an offensive lineman, I'm sure he challenged those guys this week, and they responded well. And then I think, three, play-calling-wise, and oh, by the way, the hidden MVP, Parks Frazier, I mean, tremendous job. Rick Venturi, last week we talked about it. Anybody can put together a game plan. But Coleman plays X's and O's when you're an O or D coordinator. That's a special skill, and I thought he was he was awful good on Sunday. But I thought that we kind of simplified things in the run game. We spread some guys out, had some lighter boxes, and I'll just talk about that 66-yard run. That's one of our staples. We ran a weak side play left, but then you have the tight end Mo Alley coming back across the formation, so that puts those linebackers in conflict. He did a good job cutting off Max Crosby. The linebacker went backside. Ryan Kelly sealed him off, and boom, we were out the gate. So I think those three things for the offensive line, and then overarching, we had the lead. We were up 10 to nothing. That's something the Colts haven't played with really all year. And when you're leading throughout the game, you can dictate offensively what you do. You can throw on first down if you want. You can run on third down. That's something the Colts have been behind the eight ball so much. They've been forced to get in these do-or-die situations and throw all the time. That's not fun for anybody. So that's what I saw watching the game when I kind of broke down the tape.
2: Yeah, it seemed like that play, that 66-yarder was blocked so well and then finally got Taylor to that second or third level, which hasn't happened enough this but, season. But the,
0: reason, but the reason there, Kevin, is that's their 30th rush of the game. And you have continued to pound those guys, pound those guys. And we always said the the three, four, five you're on in the first half, those are the one you break for 30, 40, 50 in the second half. And it's a product of everything that you've done to that leaning on those guys, being able to call runs and stay with the running game because you're ahead on the scoreboard.
2: Yeah, you felt like the Raiders were going to crack, and at that point you are able to hit them right in the mouth. Um, Again, Joe Wright's with us here on the Payless Look.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
2: ...hotline. Joe, I, I want to talk a little bit more like head coach, big picture uh, question with you here. Um, what type of leader do you think an NFL locker room gravitates towards the most? You know, I think there's no debating that in Frank Reich and Jeff Saturday, it's a different energy level, it's a different sounding voice, it's a different type of personality. Um, do you think a locker room sides a little bit more towards the emotional, outspoken? raw raw nature or do you think a little bit more of a quiet demeanor and a a consistent message uh, would be the other side of it
0: that's a tough question I know me personally I would like a little more outspoken raw raw guy I mean I played for four head coaches John Harbaugh Chuck Bruce Arians and Jim Caldwell all uniquely different all went to the playoffs all successful but I do think that you know, sometimes if you're more of a a quiet demeanor, you know, like Frank is over time, you know, you can kind of lose your voice in the locker room. And I mean, that's, you know, Larry Bird, Bill Parcells, a lot of guys say, Hey, every four or five years, you need to get a new voice anyway. But I think definitely Jeff has a unique juice, a unique charisma about him. And he has a lot of confidence too. And, uh, you know, I always felt that like when Bruce Arians was in there, you know, that year, 2012, you know, we were no good. Our talent, our roster was bad, but, Bruce had so much confidence in himself and his chest was always puffed out so much. You just kind of walk around like, okay, I believe this. I can do this. And that's a coach's job, you know, to get guys ready to play and instill in them the confidence and belief. And that's something that definitely Jeff has. Now I also will say, you know, he benefits from just a change, right? Any change you make is going to bring a certain natural boost energy level. And so for me, it was a great win. Super excited. I'm really excited to see what they do this week, right? How do you bounce back when you come off a little bit of that, emotional high so to speak and you get to work on wednesday against oh by the way philadelphia eagles who are undefeated and i think it was a it was a good win you know against them but you know vegas is two and seven and i think we will see and probably be defined a little bit more you know coming up this sunday at one o'clock you know when the undefeated eagles are in lucas oil
1: you know one of the things that will be interesting to me joe uh, joe writes is our guest on the Payless Hotline. Is Jeff Saturday is such a good dude, right? I mean, like, even people that don't know him, I think, can tell he's just a good guy, nice guy, you know, genuine, all that. The one thing that we've never seen, and I don't know – I'm sure those that played with him regularly saw this, but we've never seen him have to be a jerk. And I'm not saying you have to be that as a coach, Joe, but you know what I mean? Like, when when, when the times are down and it's – and now all of a sudden guys are having to rally for him – because of a situation where things were not going well under his watch. And then he's got to get in the face of guys, hold them accountable, make tough decisions, make personnel decisions. Those are the times to me that I'm really curious because I don't know that Jeff Saturday's ever really had a situation where he was the bad guy in his life, right?
0: Well, I mean, I would disagree and push back only because the two years when I was with him in the locker room, he has no problem addressing people having a direct confrontation and, and getting in guy's face I, I think he is a, a really fierce competitor now he, he's smiling with his baby blue eyes in the media you know and everybody loves him but but don't uh, don't get it twisted there were a lot of times in practice locker rooms team meetings when you know Jeff wasn't afraid to go at anybody and well that's good then because that's and, and, he, that's and, what he's gonna have, have to do right. But 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 he just he he's only going to ask people to do the same things that he did, right? Right. And you know when I was lucky to be in that locker room with him and Peyton Manning and and all those great leaders, you know it was a high high bar because the leaders were saying this is the standard, this is what we do. But yeah, Je- Jeff is uh he's definitely got a fiery demeanor to him, and, and I'm sure that practice this week leading up was a little bit different than guys had over the last six seven weeks, and there, there was accountability. And I think the three things I saw. In that game on Sunday was the, the juice, the, the energy, the esprit de corps, so to speak. I saw accountability, and I saw physicality. And that's something that I know Jeff, as a player, hung his hat on. And again, your team is going to take on the personality of the head coach. And I think that underdog mentality, that fighter mentality, that physical mentality, that's something that Jeff's going to try to put his stamp on this team over the next seven games.
1: How long, Joe, as a player— When you have, and and I realize that in terms of like an unexpected interim, I think the Aryan situation is the only in which you played underneath. And in that case, you had the spirit of the rally for Chuck Pagano as well. So it's maybe a little different. But from a playing standpoint in the National Football League, the juice, the jolt, the energy you get from the new voice, realistically, that wave lasts how long?
0: I think that will remain to be seen. But to me, it's not about just doing it on Sunday. If, if you're a high-juice person, and, and I like to think i I got a lot of juice, I like to get up early and get fired up and go, you can't just do it on Saturday and Sunday. you got to do a Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, and it's easy on Sunday afternoon. It's easy today. To me, it will be how spirited is that are practice this Wednesday. How ready are they this Thursday? How ready are they this Friday? But the teams, the cultures that play with that type of energy and enthusiasm, they don't just do it on Sundays. you got to live it 24 seven. And again, I know that that's something that Jeff, that's kind of who he is at a core. And again, I'm sure he's going to try to put that unique um, level of just again, preparation, energy, juice, whatever you want to call it, and really try to matriculate that to the team. Now, the challenge is, you know, you can't go, you know, if you ride the wave up and down, up and down, you know, that can be a dangerous game to get into. But again, I think he's just going to try to steadily build on what they did and, see where these last seven games go and, you know, just take it, you know, one game by one game. But again, good win. But I also think, you know, realistically, you know, you're playing the Raiders much tougher challenge this week. I'm excited to see how they respond. I also thought it was kind of interesting, you know, to me, the Raiders game last year is really when this ship started going south, right. Really when this team, you know, started eroding kind of slowly over time and then, you know, you get a new coach and Jeff's in there and you get a win against the Raiders and maybe, Uh, it's kind of poetic justice that that's kind of when you know this team starts their climb back uphill to get back to the winning culture that you know all of these indianapolis fans know so well
2: he's a third grade cio championship head coach joe Wright. he's with us here on the payless licorice hotline and I don't know. Maybe if Josh McDaniels gets fired today, uh, we might have our second straight week of a Monday guest and a new head coach <laughs> in the NFL. I want to end with this, Joe. Um, going back to Parks Frazier, Jeff Saturday did not did not make that final call on going to Matt Ryan until Friday afternoon. So, you got to think, for at least a chunk of the week, Parks Frazier thought Sam Ellinger would be his starter. Yet, the game plan still allowed for your most offensive balance all season. Um, I thought you got the ball out Quicker. Um, I felt like they helped out in pass protection. Ryan has only hit one time. Uh, looking specifically at Parks Frazier, what did you see from him and just the offensive game plan?
0: I thought it was a clean game plan. I thought it was simple, you know, and just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not good. You know, when, you know, Peyton was here, I mean, we, we ran the same plays all the time, but you just run them from different formations and window dressing, and you just did them better than everybody else. So we executed at a high level. I thought really we got a little bit cute on that third and one when we took the sack and Ryan's got to know he can't take the sack. But outside of that, I thought it was a really clean game. I liked the balance we had run to pass. And again, it's so much of it is dependent on having a lead early. You know, we had that 10 point lead early and you can just completely change things up the way you call the game. So again, for a guy that's never done that for a guy that, what is he? 30 years old. Is that right? Yeah. I, I thought, you know, parks, Frazier, that really was a really good job, especially to your good point, Kevin. The quarterback change came Friday afternoon, and you've got to rework things over the next 48 hours. So kudos to him and a tip of the cap for him and a tip of the cap for Jeff for rolling the dice with Parks. Again, you got seven more games. We'll see how it goes. But that was a great start for him calling the plays uh, from the OC spot.
1: I want to get back to one other thing, only because I think myself and, and fans find this fascinating, Joe. When you were a cult player, can you give me an example in the huddle? I, I think this is fascinating. So if there's a play that is, let's say, an out route to Marvin Harrison, so you're saying that that you might have run the same out route to Marvin Harrison, but under two completely different looks and formations so that the defense didn't know you were actually running the exact same play. Can you Can you right now tell me, In the huddle, like, what was the vernacular that led you to know that you're running the same play, but with a different look in the beginning in terms of how the offense is lined up? How do you know that in the huddle, other than like the long winded way of which I just said it?
0: I I think that. You know, what I guess what I was trying to get at is that you you don't need to reinvent the wheel and have a bunch of different crazy route concepts. If you have four or five route concepts and you do mm-hmm. them really well, then that's what you hang your hat on and you just execute at a higher level. Now you might be running the same play with two receivers on the right, and then the next play of three receivers on the right, and then one time you have two tight ends and you have a tight end running that route instead of a slot receiver. But the bottom line is that uh, you know, for a long, long time the Colts just executed really well offensively, balanced tempo, and I, I thought we threw in some tempo in the game, which I thought was great for Jeff. And I think you saw some of that in his stamp on on how that game went and unfolded. But but the balance was key, being ahead on the the change was the key, you know, and, and being up ten nothing early on, and uh, yeah, it, it was exciting. It was exciting to see just them offensively. I think have you know you could throw that in the Jacksonville game, and those are two best offensive performances, but. For parks to do that again was uh, was uniquely special, I think, for somebody calling plays for the first time.
2: Joe, really good stuff as always. Um, again, Joe will be on tonight, Colts Roundtable Live. That's 6 o'clock. You can hear that on our airwaves. Congrats again on the big third-grade CYO. Did they carry you off the field like John Madden?
0: They did. What was really cool was we had two Our Lady Mount Carmel third-grade teams. We played at the same time at Ron Collin, and we both won. So getting to see all those kids celebrate together. That was uh, it was a special day for Raider Nation. There's only one <laughs> Raiders, you know, after this yeah. dominant performance by the Colts, and that's up there, Kevin. As you know, at Our Lady Mount sure. Carmel.
1: You know, it's easier to carry you off the field for those kids than it would have been five years ago, right?
0: Oh, no, no question. They would no, they would have been squashed, and kids would have been in the hospital because I was fat and weighed 325 pounds so there you
2: go and again this Raiders coach secure job the other Raiders coach we saw yesterday probably not uh Joe thank you have a great week man and uh, I'll talk to you soon all right thanks fellas